This is the Carl Miller Show, where we talk about all things real estate, financial investments, and getting into a home you love. With over 15 years of experience, this is your host, Carl Miller. In this show, we will explore multi-generational household living and three reasons why winter time may be the best time to sell a house. You're listening to The Carl Miller Show. I'm your host and the principal broker of Carl Miller Realty, LLC. We're located at 7700 Timberlake Road in Lynchburg. We are your caring, competent, trusted advisor for real estate sales and service. It's time for a new featured listing from Carl Miller Realty. New to the market this week is a townhouse listed at 2009 Lakeside Drive. This three-bedroom, four-bathroom unit offers a full bathroom in every bedroom. With a modern design and flow, this home, built in 2016, includes all kitchen appliances, granite countertops, and a fresh coat of paint. There's even new flooring in some of the rooms, and this home is move-in ready for you or if you're an investor, your tenants. With a low monthly HOA fee of just $127 monthly, it includes water, sewer, trash, and snow removal. Very few townhomes are available under $250,000 today, so don't miss out on this home located between the Ford dealership and the University of Lynchburg, priced to sell at just $219.9. Visit carmillerrealty.com for more info. Well, thanks for listening to The Carl Miller Show. I'm joined in the studio by Yancey Campbell, our marketing director, and if you have questions you want answered on the air. You You can reach out to us on our social media pages. That's Carl Miller Realty on Facebook and Instagram. And then our website is carlmillerrealty.com. Carl, this weekend is the Lynchburg Symphony Orchestra Christmas Concert. That's uh, 7.30 on December 4th, which is tonight. And that's at the Academy of Fine Arts. We went to that last year and it was so much fun. Yeah, it it absolutely was. Uh, We're we're a sponsor of of the symphony. And Mm -hmm. while there's going to be a few single seats available, this is a mostly sold out concert. And it's just a good way to kick off things. One little typo. It's December 3rd, December not the 4th. 3rd. And That's the reason right. that so is, sorry. is because I had flipped up a calendar <laughs> that showed That's 2021. Right. So Carl I was a has been, man we can spill office. the beans. Carl has been looking at a 2021 calendar for the whole year. No, no, no. Not for the whole year. <laughs> just for this month. I got okay, it to be okay. clear. I have a... He's been a day off. A bit, I was a day off for the last three days. So That's long so story short. December 4th, though, is a fun event in Lynchburg. The Christmas the parade. parade. That's right. And, so that uh, that's on Sunday. That will be going on down Ford Avenue. and That's right. So come out. There's a lot of good things going on. It's the uh, weekend of the Christmas parties, Yancey. That's right. Christmas, That's pretty much all December, Carl. Christmas parties have officially kicked off. Yes. And then the Claire Parker Foundation fundraiser 5K race in Alta Vista is going to be next Saturday. Um, that is at 5 p.m. That's the Deck the Heels race. And the course will cross over the Stanton River Bridge and come through Main Street in Alta Vista. And we talked with Jordan Parker a few weeks ago about this event and how it's the only race that really does go through Main Street like that. So it's a, it's a pretty cool race and we're happy to be sponsoring that this year. It's very cool. Uh, and I'll be running that. I'm excited about crossing that bridge because it actually crosses the bridge, goes into Hurt, mm-hmm. which is in Pennsylvania County, yep. and comes back. So, I mean, what a cool course and a lot of fun stuff going be a lot on. Of fun. So if you want to run another 5K or if you want to come out and just join in and support the Claire Parker Foundation, and what, what a great honor it was to meet Jordan on, on the air the mm-hmm. other week and just to hear about the Claire Parker Foundation. Absolutely. Well, Carl, I saw an article recently published by the National Association of Realtors, and it was on more people finding the benefits of multi-generational households today. And the Pew Research Center defines a multi-generational household as a home with two or more adult generations that are living together. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I honestly didn't know this, but one in four Americans live in a multi-generational household. Um, did you know that, Carl? That That's a higher number than I would have guessed. Like yeah. You just came and said, hey, Carl, how many people are living in multi-generational households? Yeah. That's a surprisingly that's high a number for America. Yeah, it is. And I've, I've been interested um, just because... I think post-COVID, it got more popular. Yeah. A lot of people did sell their homes and move in together during the pandemic, and then I think it kind of became a popular thing. But it, are you seeing this in Lynchburg it, with sellers, buyers? It, it makes it makes sense if you think about it, you know, just with the house prices mm-hmm. being at you know, all-time highs. Mm-hmm. I mean, historic all-time highs in America right now, uh, high interest rates. So it does make sense. And then also, our population at large, is, it's, it's an aging population. Mm-hmm. Like the the baby boomer generation, you know those built born, bef- you know nineteen forty five to nineteen sixty five. Just that whole generation. There's so many uh, people that are at that point where they could you know appreciate having a family member live with them or them living with a family member. Yeah. So yeah, the answer is we're, we're seeing it from time to time. That's why I get really excited whenever we list a house that has like a basement apartment in it. Yeah. We, and we have one right now over on Old Trent's Ferry Road. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that apartment is definitely a draw for mm-hmm. people that are looking for that type of living situation. I feel like almost every home these days has either a finished basement or a little kitchenette and stuff like that. Just because, especially in Lynchburg, it's a very tenant heavy city. Mm-hmm. People rent with the colleges and things like that. But right. there are several reasons people choose to live in a multi-generational household. And for many, the arrangement's personal. Or, But mm-hmm. according to the Pew Research Center, again, the top reason people choose to live together today are financial reasons. Oh, there you go. And I found that very interesting. It makes sense, though. Right. Um, whether it's rent money or whether it is, you know, qualifying together for a loan, mm-hmm. uh, putting your parents' name on it mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. signing together to be approved for more. I think that's really interesting. Well, it's it's we, we talked in our office this week at our staff meeting about how the sellers that are in the market right now, it's almost a... Um, Forced, not a forced sale, but there's there's a strong, compelling reason for people to put their house in the market. Mm-hmm. And one of the top reasons right now is to be closer to a family mm-hmm. who's having a health challenge. So either the yeah. occupant of the house or an occupant of a house that's somewhere else has some health t- challenges and the family's moving to be closer to the, to the family yeah. member. Right. So so it, it does make sense. In fact, you, you have a quote here from this article. It says, Generations United estimates 66.7 million adults Ages 18 plus in the U.S. are living in a multi-generational household. So I just find that fascinating that one Mm -hmm. in four Americans um, among those and then among those who live in a multi-generational household, 57 percent say they started or are continuing to live together because of the COVID pandemic. So Mm -hmm. back to your point, you said it kind of started at COVID and this article kind of bears that out. Mm -hmm. It makes sense. It's interesting. It's an interesting thing that I hadn't really thought about until you brought this to my attention. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. And it goes on to say that more than seven in 10 of those currently living in the multi-generational household plan to continue doing so long-term. They don't right. have any plans to right. move out. Right. Um, that's very interesting. Well, you know, if you think about it, if you have kids in the house, like who wouldn't want to have, well, I shouldn't say who want to, because I know it can, not always, but 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 a lot of people enjoy having, you know, that extra help with the kids and yeah. grandfather or grandmother close by or aunt or that yep. type of thing. So kind of, inter- it's very, very interesting. And I guess I, I will certainly just be more aware of that kind of moving forward, mm-hmm. even, even as we list houses that have that option, mm-hmm. just to be able to market that, because that's a big number, 25%. Yeah. A recent study from Freddie Mac also finds that more people are choosing to buy a home together so they can save money in the home buying process. 
process. As the study in Freddie Mac says, quote, an increasing percentage of young adult first-time homebuyers are relying on support from older generations, including their parents, to buy a home together. Hmm. I think I've definitely uh, heard of that a lot this right. year. People co-signing and right. or, or moving in together. Right. And this is a little bit of a side note, but the Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae law, uh, laws just changed a little bit to where this is a guideline. This is not a program. It's not mm-hmm. a loan program. But uh, a child can buy their parent a home, and vice versa, a parent mm-hmm. can buy a child a home who doesn't qualify on their own. And normally, oh, when they would do that, it would be a, an investor loan. Like if okay. the person buying the house was not the occupant, it would be an investor loan. So mm-hmm. the, the interest rates would be high, mm-hmm. and you'd have to have more down payment. Well, now it can qualify if it's immediate family member in that situation, either disability or just not able to qualify. Oh, wow. Like if you have a parent who's on fixed income who can't buy a house right. and they're moving, they can the, the the child can buy the parent a home, but it's at as if it were an owner occupant loan. So Very there's some nuances with this. Is new. This all came down just just in the last few days. So it's it'll give it'll give these multi generational mm-hmm. people some options if they if the parent or the child mm-hmm. doesn't qualify on their own. So mm-hmm. just that pooling resources yeah. is just going to open up another avenue for for folks like that. Absolutely, that's very interesting. And a lot of times for these individuals, combining resources can help them achieve their dream down mm-hmm. the road of buying or you know owning a home Absolutely. by pooling their incomes together to make that purchase. They may be able to afford a home that. That they couldn't on their own or save up for a amount of time because you know they might work something out to where it's cheaper to live with a parent than to go rent from someone that they don't know. Another thing this article pointed out that I found interesting was that you know you can pool multiple streams of income, like you basically can collaborate. So you can pool multiple streams of income, so the household expenses can actually go down. If you think about it, mm-hmm. you're not paying for two houses for electricity; you're paying for one. So mm-hmm. it's just it's more efficient, right? Very true. Or even buying even something things like buying groceries. If you're buying you know a ten pound bag of flour or twenty pound bag right. of flour as opposed to five pound, you know there's just little efficiencies that can be gained by mm-hmm. uh, by people pooling resources. Yeah, That's, the article uh, goes on to say one more. A key benefit of multi-generational living is living in a home with loved ones. And Carl, you pointed that out earlier, mm-hmm. but it can have benefits, uh, giving you more quality time to spend together. Darla sure. McCardo, which is a certified financial planner and markets edi- editor for CNBC, said, uh, residing with relatives can offer advantages. You can pool multiple streams of income, for instance, and in households with young children, grandparents Grandparents can pitch in with childcare. That's oh, just free childcare. Yeah, I don't know about that one, but uh, those are just many ways sure. that uh, living together can benefit. Absolutely, I, I like that a lot. Well, if this if this sounds like it, it's a good option for you, it's important to just work with a trusted real estate professional to discuss your needs, and a professional can help you navigate the process to find the right home for you and your loved ones. And if that's a requirement for you and your situation. You know, that's something that we can do research and and, and actually set up searches uh, specifically with those keywords mm-hmm. like apartment or in-law suite or that type of those types of words in Absolutely. the description where we, we're grabbing those as soon as they hit the market. We can send those to our buyer clients. So there's that's it's a cool cool article, something that I hadn't thought about, and I appreciate yeah. you bringing it to my attention. Yeah, Yancy. absolutely. Carl's clips, Carl's real estate tip of the week. November 2022 in the Greater Lynchburg market, the median sales price for single-family houses was $260,000. This is down from $269,000 in the second quarter of 2022. Does this mean that home prices are dropping? Contrary to popular belief, the answer is no. The median sales price reflects the median sales price of the homes that actually closed. 
What is a fact today is homes in the lower price brackets are in higher demand locally. Some would-be $400,000 buyers have been squeezed down to buying a home for $325,000, for example. What we are seeing is the homes priced under $269 are the fastest to sell. Are the fast to sell. And right now, a scan of current pending sales showcases a median price point even lower than the $260,000 price point of November. So expect market reports to be released for November, December, and January with news headlining an even lower median sales price. I want to be very clear, though. Home prices in Greater Lynchburg are holding their value. Supply is low. In fact, this weekend, there are 10% fewer homes available than just 40 days ago. Prices are stable, and while the median sales price number will reflect a lower price, expensive houses are also in short supply, and we saw a number of homes priced $450 or higher sell over the Thanksgiving holiday weekend. When we come back, we're going to discuss three reasons why winter might be the best time to sell your house. Welcome back to The Carl Miller Show. I'm your host, Carl Miller, the principal broker of Carl Miller Realty. And in studio with me, as always, is our talented, hardworking, and fancy <laughs> marketing director, Yancey Campbell, who makes us look good every week. Thanks, Carl. It's Happy always, to be here. It's fun to be in the radio studio again with you. It we, is. We uh, took a little break last week over Thanksgiving. That's we, right. We replayed a show, and the week before that, we had like... We five had guys like five in here. guys and me in here. It was it was a lot of people. It in was the, great though. It was. That it was, was a lot of fun to have Absolutely. that little uh, brainstorming synergy session. Yes. But the, the coat drive we partnered with uh, with Foster Fuels is on, and it is extended through the end of the year. So thank you guys who has uh, dropped by gently used and new coats at our office. We filled up one of those big, big boxes and we about halfway through another one, but well over 2,000 coat donations have been received, which I think exceeds what they were actually hoping mm-hmm. for, which is wonderful. And there's still a month left to do it. So feel free to come by our office, 7700 Timberlake Road and drop off gently used or new coats. Um, and you know your coat donation will make a difference and that's any size, a kid's or adult size jacket. Yeah, it was this week at a uh, networking event where they were talking about the impact these coats are making on the mm-hmm. community. And one one example is they're giving these to, to kids in schools who have needs. And so, the and I forgot about this, but the rule of the elementary school is when it's time for recess, if a kid doesn't have a coat, they're not allowed to go outside and mm-hmm. play. That's so And sad. so these coats, uh, just by having them, are empowering these kids to go out and play in the playground, for yeah, example. absolutely. And uh, another uh, local great organization town, the Patrick Henry Foundation, uh, they have received, they were recipients of over 50 coats to put on kids that are in need who don't mm-hmm. have these coats. So these, these donations are making a difference. All sizes are accepted, but definitely if you want to make an impact on a, on a child, it's a good way to do that. So yeah. if you have everything you need for Christmas and you want to still make an impact, buy a coat, drop it off at our location or any of the other locations that Foster Fuels has around town. And it's a great way to contribute and add value to people who need this this winter yes, time. Yes, yeah. Well, three reasons why selling your home in the winter time makes sense. And here they are. Number 1, there are fewer homes entering the market. Number 2, easier to show, and number 3, serious buyers only. Okay, th- this topic Yancey comes from a conversation I had recently about a potential seller of a house. They they said they were wanting to sell, but they were going to wait until spring. Okay. And this this prompted me to ask, you know, if you had a ready, willing, and able buyer make you a market value offer today with acceptable contingency terms, would you agree to sell right now? 
And without hesitation, he said, of course he would. Hmm. So my encouragement to him was to list his house this month. And and I want to talk today about why I gave him that advice. Mm -hmm. So there are fewer new listings coming on the market in December and January, traditionally, than any other two months combined. And and there are, of course, legitimate reasons for this. And one of the big ones, of course, is people are distracted by the holiday season. But because of the low supply, this is actually a benefit to sellers because sellers have less competition than than from other from other homes competing with them in the marketplace. And, and I gave the stats, you know, even in the uh, Carl's Clips just before the break mm-hmm. about how our market inventory is actually down right now. Yeah. And yeah. and the low supply, you know, the less competition is better for you as a seller. The other thing, if you, especially if there's land involved or acreage or you know just a lot like just farms, lots, timber track sellers. There, there's no better time than to list than the winter time. Uh, there, well, for one thing, when buyers are walking your land, they don't have to worry <laughs> about ticks and snakes and yellow jackets. Absolutely. And blackberry briars. They're they're out there, but you can tramp over them and keep going as opposed to having the green, you know, yep. sticky things on your clothes. But the <laughs> biggest the biggest thing is that the leaves are off the trees. Oh, that's so true. And buyers you can see buyers can so see what more. they're buying. Yeah. So for farms and timber tracks and land tracks, again, that's actually a great point, the best, Carl. It's the best time ever to sell those types of properties. So again, there's fewer of those types of properties coming on the market. There's fewer houses coming on the market in the holidays. The number two reason, though, is that your home becomes easier to show. And this is kind of counterintuitive because people think, oh, my yard is ugly. The mm-hmm. trees are ugly. I I love listing properties in the winter. Um, guess what? If, if your house or the yard doesn't look its ideal because it looks its best in the spring, mm-hmm. um, every other home that's on the market has that same issue. So everyone else's yard and trees are brown. And uh, you, the advantage that you have is you don't have to mow your grass every week or keep your flower bed, you know, weeded. Um, after you get your yard raked and the flower bed's clean, there's just no upkeep for, for the next 90 days or so, provided that you list in December or January. So, And not to mention, you're going to have Christmas lights and all of that. Most people have yeah. Christmas lights, but it it has that certain curb appeal during mm-hmm. the holiday season mm-hmm. that you can you can do to your home. Another another advantage, you know, with, with the easier to show aspect of this is that the daylight hour window is, is less. Mm-hmm. So... If somebody wants to see your house in the daylight, you don't have to stress an eight o'clock p.m. showing. There's it's very before four thirty. <laughs> yeah, and occasionally you get the buyer who needs to see something after work, right, and they're going at right. five thirty or six. But mm-hmm. the reality is, is that you, you, most most evenings you can be home. You don't have to be out all night until nine o'clock, like Absolutely. you do sometimes in the summer, like in June especially. Um, and then there is nothing. Yancy, like showing a house in the wintertime to a buyer, and you're outside and you're looking around, and it's thirty five degrees. And you step inside a warm house, mm-hmm. it all of a sudden just showcases the safety and the warmth and the homey feelings, for lack of a better word, it, it that a home provides. It helps the person provides. picture themselves like, oh, this isn't oh. a house anymore. This is a home. A- absolutely. And especially if you combine that with some good, you know, smells coming from the kitchen from yeah. either some cookies <laughs> that just got baked or, you know, do some apple cider in yeah. the crock pot type of thing with yep. some cinnamon. There is nothing like that homey feeling that you can showcase your home with in the wintertime. So... I think that homes actually can show better in the wintertime and just kind of Oh, I agree. It's, it's, it's a different vibe than yep. when it's 90 degrees outside and they're just trying to get in to uh, get into the air conditioning. I agree. And if I walked into a home and there was a Christmas tree, that's like yeah. another like addition of just like, oh, welcome home. And like that's you, so. You raise, you raise a good point there because sometimes people will get nervous about having their house decorated for holidays. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I just say, look, I mean, as long as it's tastefully done, right? right. You know, I mean, if you don't, we're not talking clutter everywhere, but. 
Halloween decor could be, uh, you know. <laughs> right. But again, it just kind of brings home those memories in people's minds of what a home offers, right? So so I think that, you know, it, this is a great time. It's just it's just actually a lot of fun to show houses yeah. this time of year, in my opinion. Yeah. So The other third reason is that serious buyers club only. Because when a home is listed these during these months, it, it, it may be true that there are not as many buyers as there would be in April. But the opportunity for you as a seller is the only buyers going out in the cold, Mm -hmm. especially after hours, Mm -hmm. they're serious buyers with intent to buy. There's no tire kickers or maybe buyers out in the market right now. And again, it's just being about it's about efficiency because you actually are more efficient as a seller today than than sometimes is the case in the springtime market. Yeah, I mean, and even in the spring and summer when the weather's nice and stuff, there's a lot of people who really aren't serious but just spend the evenings going and looking at homes sometimes, you know? Yeah. Open houses, stuff like that. When it's getting dark at 4.30 and people... You know, are getting off work at five and it's dark when they walk to their car. I don't think that they're just like, let me go look at a bunch of houses right, right now. It's cold out. It's the serious people only. You're very right. Yeah, no doubt. And it's just, it's it's uncomfortable, I guess, is the end of the way. It's just yeah. kind of an uncomfortable time. And, and obviously, the last two years, Yancey, we've just had this crazy abnormal market. Mm-hmm. You know, COVID has just created this frenzy. We saw the the inventory dissipate and we also saw artificially low interest rates, mm-hmm. which just created this oversupply of demand. Mm-hmm. I mean, over, it's maybe not a bad month, the right way to use that word. But, you know, there was a, there was a super, super high demand because of affordability. Mm-hmm. And now with the rates being more normal, there there is a tail off of the demand. So this year is feeling more like a traditional market that we saw in 2016, 17 and 18. Yeah. And I think 2023 is going to carry that over. I think so, too. Uh, you know, and just while we're talking about that market, that just broader picture, the, the statistics, 13 percent fewer homes sold year to date this year mm-hmm. than sold last year. And, and what we're seeing in the second half of 2022 is just a tail off of demand. But surprisingly, the supply side hasn't seen much of an improvement. And that's why the prices are so stable right. on individual home prices. And that's why uh, sellers are still getting multiple offers sometimes on their houses. It may take 11 or 12 days as opposed to four days to, for those homes to sell, which is what the numbers are showing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but the reality is, is that <laughs> that's still a very, very short window right. on the median level to sell yeah, a house. Yeah, absolutely. All right, cool. So there's, there's a few reasons uh, why I, I love listing houses in the winter. And um, we have a little bit of a bonus material today because, speaking of making homes attractive in the winter, we talked about how you don't have to keep the grass mowed, you don't have to keep the flower beds weeded because once you rake it out, you're good to go. But you have some tips, Yancey, about mm-hmm. just ways to make your house pop in the wintertime. Yeah, absolutely. So starting off with number one is color, and that's outside and inside. We talked about this, and even around the holidays, it's a great way to put Christmas lights up, put a wreath on your door Mm. with a big red bow. Mm -hmm. Uh, Inside, accent pillows, rugs, or art that adds some pop. Get a complimentary blanket for your beds, for your couches, things that just kind of flow well together. And if you're not somebody that enjoys doing interior design, ask a friend to help you mm-hmm. or find a, some find an interior designer or a stager right. uh, to help you with stuff right. like that. I mean, and outside, you can do things such as fresh mulch or stonework, pressure washing the sidewalks or driveways. There's wonderful companies in Lynchburg that could do that for you. Uh, getting rid of just different growths on the side of homes that we typically see this time of year coming out of fall and especially on the north side of homes that get the least amount of sun um, here in Lynchburg. But yeah, if you got vinyl siding, the mm-hmm. north end of your house, if you haven't pressure washed it, yeah. I can almost guarantee you're going to see, some, especially if you got some trees in your yard, you're going to see that little 
mold or spores, you yep. know, and just mildew. And, and that can be pressure washed off and then you're, you're good to go. Yeah, absolutely. So. And number two, we talked about this already, but keeping the house warm. Uh, when people walk in for a showing, there's nothing like a warm home, especially if it's snowing outside or if it's just freezing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, yeah. it, I don't know how to explain it. It's just that feeling of walking into yep. a warm home and yeah, a- absolutely. throw some cookies in the oven. <laughs> I, I love it. The, number three that you have on this list, I think it's just amazing, and that's bright lights. Mm-hmm. There's and I know there's lots of energy efficient light bulbs and the mm-hmm. bulbs that take forever to warm up. But I can tell you, if you're going to have that type of bulb in your house, make sure your lights are on before you leave the house, before the showing happens. Because I can say as a real estate agent, showing a house, when you flip on a light, especially if it's in a basement with no windows or it's uh, dark outside yeah. and, and the lights just don't come on. Yep. Um, it's frustrating. So have your lights on. Get bright bulbs. Um, this is the time that I would advise buying the inefficient bulbs and get the brightest bulbs you can especially for these after dark mm-hmm. showing times. It's honestly like a first impression almost uh, when you're showing a home. It, that first impression of your client seeing the house, they could look past it, but some people can't look past different things. So right. if your basement lights aren't working or they're really dim, they might not be able to see past that. Absolutely. And, and number four is just clean. And this is universal, right? You, you want to have a clean house if you're showing yep. it. It's on the market. But just make sure your dirt's up and just and, and also you can do some fun stuff with just making your house smell good as well. Yeah, absolutely. So. Number five, uh, outside, dress up your driveway edges. Um, if they're gravel, consider just getting a load of that and adding a fresh layer of gravel and raking the edges to be neatly mm. defined. I know these seem like frivolous things, but they really do go a long way. When you right. see like a well-manicured home and when you're walking up to it, that is the first impression of you know the curb appeal right. that they talk about on HGTV. And it's true because those things really do add up to you know, help someone fall in love with your home. Absolutely. And then lastly, we've already talked about this a couple times, but if you like to decorate your house for the holiday season, do it. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, you're living there. Enjoy yeah, your home. Absolutely. And and buyers will appreciate that as well. So it's just, it's a lot of fun. I, I actually think it's great to go out and show homes. It's one of my favorite times of the year to uh, to list homes, but also it's fun when you're working with buyers and showing showing homes as well. And in December, time. I feel like everybody's just in a really happy spirit because That's Christmas true. is coming. You know, I, I would agree with that. I, I would. You know, it's people are easy to talk to. It's becomes people are in, in general are um, looking for the feel good stories. Yes, and they're looking to add value to people. That, that I think we're just more open to that than any other month of the year. And if you need specific help with any of these things, just ask. And we have staging and interior design uh, people on on speed dial that can help you. Get, get your property really nice and professional for photographs should you decide to move forward with listing your house in the wintertime. And now, the bizarre real estate fact of the week. In Whittier, Alaska, it is known as the town under one roof. Located approximately 60 miles away from Anchorage, almost all of Whittier's 217 residents live in a Cold War era military barracks, currently known as I actually cannot pronounce that. How do you say that, Carl? (laughs) Vigic Towers. Towers. This facility boasts of a bed and breakfast for visitors, a police station, convenience store, clinic, and other facilities, but it's all under one roof. That's very, they live very closely. That's cool. I mean, that's that's interesting. Talk about uh, multi generational living. That's what I was just going to go. You got just all that in one. That's right. It's kind of like the uh, the folks that live down at the South Pole, you know, know, during the wintertime, and they're all kind of in this compound, these weather researchers down there. So that's. That's Interesting. Funny. Yeah, it's like uh, going back to a college dorm, I guess, except the police are there. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you have real estate questions you want answered on the air, send your questions to any of our social media platforms. And Yancey, what social media platforms can people find us on? They can find us at Carl Miller Realty on Facebook and Instagram. And we are also 
Uh, you can also check out our website, carlmillerrealty.com, and you can uh, go there and ask us any questions or just call us mm-hmm. at the office, and we will be happy to make sure you're taken care of. So thanks for tuning into the show. We are your local caring, competent, and trusted advisor for all things real estate. And if you're looking to move this winter, contact us today at carlmillerrealty.com for a detailed market report of your home's value and how you can leverage our professional resources to help you get the best terms possible today. We'll see you next week. Thank you.